Hello and welcome to the Classical Guitar LPs podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Powell. For today's episode, we'll be listening to the 1975 album entitled Four Centuries of Italian Guitar. Ernesto Batetti will be playing for us. This is on the Turnabout Vox label 34680. Composers featured are Chilosote, Milano, Roncalli, Giuliani, Paganini, Castanuovo, Tedesco, and Petrassi. We'll be right back. And we're back on the Classical Guitar LPs podcast. Thanks for listening. Take a minute and let us know where you're listening from. You can head to the hub that I use for this podcast at instagram.com slash Powell Guitar. Send a message. Say, hey, I'm listening from wherever you're listening from and on what platform. I'm really interested to know that sort of thing, and I'd love to hear it that way. I read these reports, and I see that people are listening in all sorts of the corners of the world, but it would be very cool to hear from people in that organic sort of way on Instagram. I can be reached at some other places, too, and I will include that uh, on the flip side uh, when we flip to side two. This record is pretty interesting because it really spans uh, quite a long period of time, four centuries uh, to be exact, as the as the record jacket says, of the Italian classical guitar. And I think it's just really, really cool because we get to hear uh, the six lute pieces of the Renaissance by uh, transcribed by Oscar Chilisote, the Italian musicologist. And so... Anybody who has studied classical guitar for any sort of period of time has heard these pieces, has played these pieces, has studied, and I'm sure has performed these pieces, but I'm excited to share this with an audience that maybe maybe you're not actually a classical guitar player. Maybe you just enjoy the music, and so so this music is for you, too. It's not just for us guitar, classical guitar uh, nerds, as it, as it were. Uh, the six pieces for lute. Uh, the six lute pieces of the Renaissance, as many of us know them, are, are sort of a staple of the uh, of the intermediate repertoire, as it were. They're absolutely gorgeous pieces, and uh, they're they're all they're all beautiful. Uh, and and here here is the listing in the order that they are in in this edition. We have the uh, Vagbelez, Bianco Fiore, Danza, Galliarda, Seio Macorgo. And Saltarello, and I have butchered some of those pronunciations. My Italian is not as as best as it could be. I want to draw some attention to the to the last piece, uh, the Saltarello, the dance. You'll hear a, a nice triple meter, bum 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 bum. And I want to tell a very quick story because that Saltarello um, is actually by somebody who. Y- the, the general person may not know who this person, but we all know who the astronomer Galileo was. Well, the Saltarello that we're going to hear in this episode here, uh, the sixth track on this, this was written by Galileo's father. And you may or may not know that Vincenzo Galilei was a very important person with regard to the development of opera and musical theater as we know it today. How did we get there? Well, it's sort of a it's sort of a story, and um, I think I will let you sort of look that sort of thing up. All I will say is he was part of an organization called the Camerata. So again, the composer's name of the last number of the six pieces of the Renaissance, Vincenzo Galilei, and he was part of an of an organization called the Camerata. I have a fun story about that. He was also an astronomer. Um, and I remember one time I was playing an event here in Des Moines at the Drake Observatory, and we performed some pieces, and I just sort of 
flippantly picked this piece and I noticed a reaction from a whole bunch of the members of the people in the audience. There was probably about 30 people uh, in the audience. It wasn't a great big show. But in any case, when you start seeing three or four people buzzing out of a crowd of 30, it's sort of remarkable. You can see that. And when I had announced the piece and who it was, the people were just sort of aghast because there was a there was a, a painting of the actual composer Vincenzo Galilei behind me, and I was not aware of that. It was really kind of a unique moment, and I, I enjoyed that a lot. So I hope you enjoyed those six loot pieces of the Renaissance, and I hope you enjoy that story. <laughs> um, the second track on First Side by Francisca de Milano, a Ricciacare, number 16 and 28. My goodness, that makes me think right away, I would like to hear the rest of the Richard Carre. Richard Carre are a somewhat quasi-improvisational uh, sounding piece of the of the late Renaissance, early Baroque. There's sort of an interesting thing because it's a form that, that changes over time. Richard Carres don't say the same. Uh, the early ones and the late ones are a little bit different, not with this particular composer, but just in general. So enjoy those two tracks. Uh, then we have Ludovico Roncalli, Prelude, Sarabond, and Jig. Uh, that's that's a fun piece, and I enjoy I enjoy hearing this. And we round out we round out side one with the the absolute masterpiece by Mauro Giuliani, the Grand Overture, Opus sixty one. I hope you enjoy side one, and and we will get to side two uh, after we hear some great music. Enjoy. <laughs>
Thank mm-hmm. you.
Well, I really hope you enjoyed side one of that recording. I think I think that Ernesto Batetti plays very well. I like his tone. I like his his feel. You can really sort of feel um, the, the 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 true the true passion and spirit behind the artist uh, uh, playing all the notes. And and my goodness, the compositions are 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 beautiful as well. Uh, side one is definitely uh, my favorite of of the two on this one. As we flip over, uh, we we look at a piece of Paganini, Niccolo Paganini. Niccolo Paganini uh, is 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 most well known, of course, as the violinist. And you may or may not know uh, that that Niccolo Paganini was was sort of in, in his day he was the violinist and and played all over the place and to much great critical acclaim. And he would perform, and he had this whole this whole shtick where, where, um, where he would he would sharpen the end of his of his violin bow, and he would he would purposely gouge one of the strings as he's playing on his violin and snap a string and snap a string clear down until he only had one string left, and then how my goodness would he be able to finish this piece and with his dazzling virtuosic technique uh, would finish the piece with only one string and with with pieces of string uh, laying around in the violin. It's also my understanding that he sort of played up the notion that, uh, you know, and sort of I'll back up here, when people are, are really good at what they do, sort of fiendishly good at what they do, um, in olden times, especially, and, and, and now still, uh, people think that something's up with that, you know, how could that person be so good at their craft? And so there were people that thought that Niccolo Paganini was in league with the devil because of his talent on the violin. And of course, Niccolo Paganini really played up on that and he would wear cloaks and things like that and really, uh, have some of that sort of dazzling mystique with his violin playing. But in any case, you may have known that about Paganini already, and you may not have known that Paganini played the guitar. Well, indeed he did, and there's actually a pretty nice volume of, of work uh, on the guitar by Paganini. Now, as far as guitar music goes, I think that it's probably not quite as exciting as you might think. Uh, these are nothing like the Caprices for the violin or anything like that. Uh, but anyway, we'll hear the Romanza uh, by Niccolo Paganini, and I think I think the Romanza is an okay piece of music. I think it's I think it's beautiful. I think if it was written by anyone other than Paganini, we probably wouldn't know about this piece in the year 2022 at all <laughs> because it's not that memorable. But what is a little bit more memorable is the next selection. The next selection is called Capriccio Diabolico, and it is a homage to Paganini. This is by the Italian composer Mario Castanuovo Tedesco. And of course, this was written for Segovia, uh, and it's just—it's a pretty dazzling piece of music. I think that I think it probably would have been a very, very effective piece of music to 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 see in person. And my notes here uh, say that it was composed in 1935, uh, and 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 essentially Segovia is the one who who plays on that instrument and and does that sort of thing. Keep in mind, in 1935. The classical guitar as as we know it in 1935 and the classical guitar as we know it now are two different items, mainly because of the material played with the strings. Remember, the nylon string is something that is a World War II and onward uh, discovery. So in 1935, this would have been on gut strings. And I am absolutely certain 
that all of that sounds a lot different uh, between the two different instruments and those sorts of things. It may sound sound like a subtle nuance uh, from where you're hearing, but uh, in any case, that's a little bit about Capriccio Diabolico. There is yet another Castanuovo Tedesco piece entitled Spring. This is a unique piece of music. Spring uh, is from a set of pieces called Platero and I, Platero e Yo, as it's, as it's known. And it's 28 musical evocations based on the famous book by Juan R. Jimenez. Cla- Castanuovo Tedesco brought great freshness and simplicity to this tender and universal work of art. And so what happens is, this is music that is set for narration. Now, the narration is not present on this recording, but uh, the music is beautiful, uh, standalone, so please enjoy uh, that piece of music. We finish up with a piece that I had never heard until I listened to this record. It's by composer Gioffredo Petrassi, and it is entitled Suoni Notturni, so a, a nocturne. Uh, nocturnal sounds from 1959. And so this is very much in the avant-garde style where it bridges tonality and those sorts of things. So enjoy the soundscape that we hear to close out this record. Thank you so much for listening to the Classical Guitar LPs podcast. As I mentioned before, Instagram is the hub or the, 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 the preferred way that you get in touch with me if you'd like to reach out about the podcast. There are some other ways, though, however, so Instagram.com slash Powell Guitar. You can also hit us up at Facebook.com slash Powell Guitar. Or if you'd like to simply send an email, that address is PowellGuitar at gmail.com. If you're interested in supporting the show in any way, you can go to the show's hub, which is at anchor.fm slash Powell Guitar, and there are links in which you could do that. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy. Keep in mind that we have a catalog of back episodes that you can listen to that goes clear back to the first season and and enjoy. I love putting out this music of classical guitar for you all to listen. These have been on records that have been sitting in shelves for many years at my home, and I enjoy listening to them and telling you about them and getting together in this way. So enjoy, and here is side two of Four Centuries of Italian Guitar.
Thank mm-hmm. you. 